What is up, freaks? It's your boy, Marty Bent, here to introduce this rip of Rabbit Hole Recap. Tight one-hour, five-minute rip. It was a good one, though. We were hugging trees by the end of the episode. You'll find out. This rip is brought to you by our good friends at the motherfucking Cash App. Cash App's that when you stack sets, send sets, receive sets, and sell sets, if you so please. We're saying sats, 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 because sats are the standard. <clears throat> There's 100 million Satoshis or sats in a Bitcoin. You don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin, a fraction of a Bitcoin. You can stack whole sats instead. Cash App makes it very easy. You can DCA in the sats, set it and forget it. Uh, you can get sats back at restaurants every once in a while with their boost program. Cash App can be your bank account. They're offering account numbers and rallying numbers. So you can get your paychecks direct deposited into the app. It's an incredible app. Download it if you haven't already. Use the code StackingSats. That's S-T-A-C-K-I-N-G-S-A-T-S. You're going to get $10. And $10 is going to go to our good friends at Owls Lacrosse. That's Owls Lacrosse. Ooh. Ooh. Owls Lacrosse. This was also brought to you by our very good friends at Unchained Capital. Unchained's here to leverage Bitcoin's native properties, particularly their multi-sig properties, to give Bitcoiners custodial uh, and financial products. What we're here to talk about today is their custodial vault product, which is a two or three multi-sig uh, in which you hold two keys, Unchain holds one key. Uh, you can always move your Satoshis in and out of the wallet at your own volition. Uh, you don't need Unchain, but if you do need Unchain, they're there with their key to be the second in the two or three multi-sig signature. If you need them, uh, they have a onboarding product for you. Uh, if you're, you're uncomfortable about this, you can engage uh, in their white glove concierge service, which is going to take you from zero to having a thousand cuck bucks worth of sats in a vault. Uh, they're going to have multiple video conference calls with you. They're going to get you comfortable with multi-sig, comfortable with their vault. They're going to get you hardware wallets, get you comfortable with backing up those seed phrases. You're going to create your vault, and then they're going to dump a thousand cup bucks worth of sats into that vault. You get $50 off if you tell them TFTC sent you. Uh, and again, this is a great product. It helps you eliminate single points of failure that exist with large custodians like exchanges and single sig wallets. If you lose your hardware wallet and your backup, you are shit out of luck. It's good to distribute that risk. The Unchained Vault product does that fantastically. So go check them out at Unchained.com. Again, tell them TFTC sent you if you're going to do this. And they're doing free consultations too for the Vault product if you just want to learn about it and don't want to spend a bunch of money. Uh, this was also brought to you by our good friends at Compass Mining. Compass Mining is here to get more individuals hashing. They want more individual ownership of hash rate around the world. And the way they do that is they make it easy for you to get ASICs. You go to compassmining.io, you pick a ASIC model, you buy it, and you have options. You can do at-home mining, which they have a whole support team for. If you want to get your ASIC sent to your home and you want to run a mining operation at your house uh, because you, you just want to have your ASIC there and you want to be able to see it and, and, and feel it and feel the heat, uh, Compass Mining has a home mining option, which comes with support. Uh, the Compass Mining team will be there to walk you through how to set your ASIC up, what the electrical engineering should look like in your house to be able to actually run the ASIC, how to put your hash at a pool, and how to receive sats from that pool. On top of that, they have hosting uh, relationships with, with hosting providers with uh, uh, competitive electricity costs. So if you want to host your machines at competitive rates, they have those partnerships, you can do that too. Uh, so go check all this out. Compass Mining, again, they're doing incredible things to get hash rate in more hands of individuals to help distribute, further distribute the mining layer of Bitcoin. Uh, last but not least, this rip was brought to you by good friends at Brains. Brains is here to do many things. They're a team behind Slush Pool, the oldest Bitcoin mining pool in the world. They've mined 1.25 million Bitcoins since their existence, uh, since their launch in 2010. Uh, they don't only do the pool, the pool is incredible. They also have their Brains OS Plus firmware, which allows you to stack more sats with your hash. They figured out a way to focus 
the electricity in an ASIC on higher frequency hashing boards so that you get better hashing, better efficiency, and therefore more SATs. All right, it's, it's available for a bunch of models. I don't have them in front of me right now, but you can go check them out at brains.com. That's B-R-A-I-I-N-S.com. Uh, you'll find that information there. Uh, not only that, you'll find out uh, a bunch of other things. They have mining profitability tools. They have a bunch of incredible content explaining how the mining industry works, what's going on, trends in the market. Uh, they have an incredible Twitter page as well, at brains underscore systems. We're doing long-form threads. Uh, and they're also hiring. If you're a Rust developer, system admin, uh, and you're just used to working with hardware, they're looking to hire incredible Bitcoin-only team that has stayed true to Bitcoin since their existence over a decade ago, one of the oldest running companies, I think, in the space easily. I mean, they, they launched a year, Slushbolt did at least, um, and the Brains team bought a large, bought the whole chunk of, they're the same team now. Go to Brains.com, follow them on Twitter. Use Brains OS Plus firmware if you're running an ASIC that's compatible with it. If you're not, you're leaving stats on the table, and that's not advised. Enjoy this rip. Take care. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. Probably should be. Probably should be. That's a short list anyway. Oh, shit. What's it up, is freaks? a short list, Matt. Oh, shit. What is up, freaks? What is up, recorded freaks? We are, uh... oh, man. You guys are going to get a lot of alpha because Uncle Marty, uh, <laughs> does not have the live stream stuff set up um we're back on thursday matt first time on a thursday in what four weeks it's been a while it's been our it longest been streak of non-thursdays in a in a minute yeah we did a wednesday a wednesday and a friday um but we're back we're back here um we both have chaotic times in our life right now i'm moving you're traveling i'm in a hotel room in some city yeah uh we talked about the nashville bitcoin meetup last week but uh um are you still setting up the live stream yes sir only one <laughs> https colon is it double backslash it's just backslash right uh it's forward slash right forward slash yeah two right. two of them two of them yeah it is two of them I don't know so is two of them I'm all out of whack. Um, Bitcoin's been pumping this week. Has been. We hit 58 last night. People are saying it's this ETF uh, news. Yeah, did you see the SEC tweet earlier today? Did you see that? No, what was that about? Uh, I don't know if they deleted it. We're live uh, on air. Let's check Twitter, see if it worked this time. I'm not sure if the, the restream stuff is working. Um However, I'm locked into the blur. I tried to turn off the blur. It didn't even. Well, you're locked in. Welcome to the blur. Um, yeah, so the SEC tweeted out this morning or at some point earlier today, warning uh, individuals or not warning them. Uh, they, they had a, okay, we're live. We're live on Twitter. The SEC was warning individuals. Let's see if I can find it um, about the risk of investing in ETF products with Bitcoin futures in them. 
So people think it's a people think it was a slip up by an intern. Um, because you can't warn about it unless there's actually an ETF. Yeah, well, actually, the tweet's still up two hours ago. Before investing in a fund that holds Bitcoin futures contracts, make sure you carefully weigh the potential risk and benefits. Uh, and currently, no Bitcoin, none of that kind of product doesn't exist, right? I don't think so. GBTC buys yeah. straight up. They don't have futures. Yeah. They're not an ETF. Yeah, and I don't think. Oh, they don't say, they didn't say the word ETF in the tweet. No, they don't, but it's a fund that holds Bitcoin futures contracts. And I think I think that's what the ETFs that are going for. There's a lot of ETFs. Yeah, they're all futures based. None yeah. of them are holding actual Bitcoin. They're all holding paper Bitcoin. The SEC. So they're speculating uh, on paper Bitcoin. The SEC acclimating to a Bitcoin culture, making an announcement before an announcement. And alluding to an announcement before. It's at least shitcoin culture. <laughs> shitcoin culture. That is correct. Ah. This is going to be a tight rip today, freaks. As I said, match traveling. I've got some engagements later tonight that I have to tend to. So let's jump right into it. We're going to go to Clark's dashboard. Uh, the price of Bitcoin is currently $57,440. One cock buck is going to get you 1,741 sats. That means the Bitcoin market cap is $1.08 trillion. If you believe in a Bitcoin market cap, I know our friend Grubles does not. We're currently at block height, 705,010. Nice even number. I like that. You know Uncle Marty likes even numbers uh, when, we're, when we're recording. Ba, 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 ba. Mining. Here we go. Difficulty retarget. We are not 590 blocks away. Currently estimated to be the next difficulty adjustment. Estimated to be on October 18th, which would be Monday. Uh, and it's Pretty static. That would be a increase of 0.3%. That's because blocks are coming in at nine minutes and 58 seconds. Very close for that 10 minute target, but still two seconds below, two seconds quicker than uh, Satoshi design. So we are going to have a slight upward adjustment as of right now. Damn, mempools. I don't want to say it's full, but uh, there are a lot of transactions in Clark's mempool compared to uh, the previous months of this show. They're currently. 29,917 transactions in the mempool. Uh, I think that's the largest we've seen in quite some time, Matt, maybe even since like April or March. Um, transactions, and um, we're not going to read that one because nobody cares. Uh, one sat per byte fees, maybe get it in in a day. Right now, immediate, uh, according to Clark's dashboard, is 12 sats per byte. Samurai Whirlpool capacity is at 4,295.42 Bitcoins. That's 246.9 million cut bucks worth of unspent value in Whirlpool. And that was us reading Clark's dashboard. Shout out to Clark. Got the, it's a lot uh, of Bitcoin. It's a lot of Bitcoin. A lot of Bitcoin. Shout out to Clark. He got the, uh, the Jack Dorsey endorsement. Did you see that? I did see that. That was cool. Yeah. Think he's listening? Who, Clark or Jack? both i hope i hope they're both listening i do as well i love both of you all right uh should we start with the solemn news you you were like apprehensive about talking about this why it really fucked me up i know what are we talking about um so a Freedom fighter. Very talented um, 
and dedicated 3D gun maker and designer, Jay Stark, was found dead in Germany last week. What was he found dead? And he was he was found dead two days after the police raided his apartment and said they didn't find him at the apartment. Dead of a heart attack at 28 years old. I found he was found outside of his parents' house in a car by himself, dead of a heart attack. Allegedly. Yeah, that's um number one, extremely sad. Number two, extremely suspicious. Um yeah, it seems very convenient. So maybe we should just can we give like a moment of silence? Yes, let's give a moment of silence for Jay Stark. Hope he's resting in peace. Uh, like I said, freedom fighter. Obviously, 3D printed guns are are very controversial here in the United States specifically, but he was doing it in Europe where it's even more dangerous, where their gun laws are extremely strict. Uh, and so the fact that he was putting his his neck on the line and, and fighting the fight on that turf uh, is uh, considerably admirable. Um, again, considering the the strictness of the gun laws over in Europe. And so um, I think uh, it, it would be very, uh, very apropos to echo his words, live free or fucking die. You're muted now. I can't hear you. In the show notes, we have linked... Uh... A documentary by Jay Canran on Jay Stark. Um, I suggest everyone just go watch that. Uh, a lot of people actually accuse Jake of, uh, like, it kind of being like a hit trying piece. To paint him, like, yeah, trying to paint him in bad picture, bad yeah. light. Um, but I think everyone should go watch it. And uh, just for like a little bit of context. Uh, he came up with this this nine millimeter automatic uh, pistol, machine pistol that that was he called it the FGC, and it was a fuck gun control is what it stood for. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And well, then, yeah. you want to talk about Coinbase's relation? Well, that's just all alleged. I don't even know. Like, there's one of the f- most fucked up parts about this is there's no. Uh, there's no like solid sources. We have like a Der Spiegel article, which is like the German New York Times. Mm-hmm. And then we have basically translations of that because that was in German. And that was just like, you know, obviously that's just like the official line, right? So like there's no real solid details. And then one of his friends and um, one of his friends posted on Twitter that he thought it was Coinbase and eBay who gave up his information because he recently changed his name and changed his legal name and changed his uh, location. So his friend said on Twitter that it was Coinbase and eBay who gave him up. Um, but you know, none of that's confirmed. None of this is confirmed. That's what's the one of the most fucked up parts about it. 
Yeah. It's just like, if you don't like someone, like you raid their apartment and like two days later, they show up outside their parents' house, died, dead of a heart attack. Uh, and, and no one knows what the fuck's going on. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Go watch the documentary. If you haven't watched the documentary, honestly, go watch it. It's very interesting. And like the code's out there, you know, it's, it's like Bitcoin. It's just living. It's just, the code is out there and there's like nothing you can do about it now. And that code's going to be iterated on and improved and all this other short sorts of shit. That's how free open source software works. So yeah, you can go, go watch it. It's very interesting. You can kill the individuals. Not saying again, not saying that's exactly what happened here. Again, we can't confirm nor deny um, that was the case. Um, With that being said, you can, the individuals think a better way to frame it as the individuals uh, providing this code and leveraging it can die, but the code will live on if it's sufficiently distributed. This is why we need Bitcoin to be sufficiently distributed. Um, We need it to live on. It is, it is freedom money. Uh, Jay Stark was providing freedom enabling technology and guns too. If you don't believe that guns are freedom enabling technology, you don't understand uh, world history. They are imperative for individuals to preserve their freedom and protect their private property and protect their, their, their inalienable light, uh, right, excuse me, to live free. Um, to segue away from the solemn topic, uh, we have Charlie Spears in the comments uh, asking us to give a shout out to Oklahoma Bitcoin meetups, which is uh, something we're more than happy to do. So if you're in the Tulsa area, there's going to be a Bitcoin meetup on October 29th. And if you're in Oklahoma City, uh, November 9th uh, is is that local Bitcoin meetup. Uh, Max Gagliardi, I believe, is helping to uh, organize the OKC meetup, I'm pretty sure. Um, I may try to make it up to one of those if I can. Um, We'll see. The move has been pretty chaotic. So, uh, and it only gets more chaotic. I mean, maybe that's another thing we could segue to. The supply chain issues are real. You can't get furniture right now. Freaks, I'm buying chairs and buying sofas. I'm sorry, my wife. You're short Bitcoin. <sighs> it's tough. And they're not cheap either, dude. It's like, fuck. It really does make you feel like you're, you're short Bitcoin when you're, when you're buying this furniture. Um, but yeah, it's real. I mean, we... We ordered furniture online months ago. We had this typical delay, delay, delay. Uh, called one of the providers today, and they're just like, "Yeah, you're gonna... <laughs> the woman on the phone was just like, yeah, "You're not gonna get it." Essentially, just like, cancel, <laughs> <laughs> just cancel the order. And so we've had to go to like that fucking sucks. We've had to go to outlets and just buy in person if they have it. Um, Craigslist, Marty. Craigslist is weird. We tried uh, Facebook Marketplace as well. Even there, stuff's pretty scarce. Um, and then there's like the aspect my wife does want to use a new couch. She doesn't, yeah, doesn't want to be using other people's couches. Stock up your meat freezers, freaks. Yes, that's another thing. Um, shout out to the ranchers out there on Tap Growth, Texas Slim. Texas Slim um, actually released a Substack. Uh, article today uh, talking about his Texas beef initiative um, trying to create circular economies. Oh, there goes your blur. Um, Finally, I was able to get it off. uh, Texas Slim's trying to create a circular economy and take care of our nutritional uh, security 
here in Texas specifically. I'm actually going to have him on the podcast in a couple of weeks here, uh, and uh, I will be joining that that um, that community if 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 they will have me because I I want to secure some beef as well. Um, I've seen videos this week of ranchers, particularly in North Texas, warning that. Uh, U.S. health officials are having them euthanize cattle and other animals and having them essentially bury good crops because the supply chains are so borked and the slaughterhouses that are uh, deemed uh, acceptable and by the state to, to slaughter your, your animals uh, aren't workable right now. And it's just, again, if you haven't listened to the episode I recorded with uh, Ross Kennedy a couple of weeks ago about how borked the supply chains are, particularly around the ports, Go listen to that. In that episode, he has a unique solution, a creative solution uh, to try to fix the problem. And and that's one thing I really want to highlight here is we need to stop listening to the government when it comes to our food security and these supply chain issues. They're not going to be able to fix it. We need people in these industries who actually know what's going on. Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Ted Cruz, whoever may be, whoever your favorite politician is, they don't understand the intricacies of our supply chain uh, as well as the people on the ground who are actually operating them. I think uh, this is a particular point in history uh, considering uh, what's gone on in the last two years and how fucked up things are where the government should aggressively pursue a laissez-faire uh, stance and just say, all right, we're going we're gonna to waive... We're going to waive uh, regulations for the next six to nine months or something. Please, you experts, actual experts who understand the intricacies of, of what's going on, uh, we're going to give you free range to, to fix it. Go for it. I think that's a very sensible way to fix this thing. Will it happen? Probably not. And if that, I mean, that's never going to happen. No, but if, if they don't give us permission, don't even ask for permission. I, I think people should just start doing things creatively, um, spinning up slaughterhouses and packing, um, packing warehouses locally to try to fix this problem because it's fucked. Yeah. Um, yeah. J Stark news got you fucked up, man. Are you okay? I, I, you know, I didn't really, yeah, I didn't, it's good that it was front loaded. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just think supply chain issues are just like, is this the new normal? It shouldn't be. But like, it's, it's going to be in everything, right? Like in every facet of life, there is uh, just, you, you don't really know at this point, like what could be affected because it's just all of our supply chains are so complicated. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, we need to get creative. We need to get creative. And we need, I, th- I mean, I mean, I've been getting a little aggressive in the newsletter this week. Just like we need to ignore the federal government because they're making things material worse, materially worse. And I think Miles Suter, good friend of the show, good friend of ours, had a great thread earlier this week, I think maybe over last weekend. And basically saying, well, he's gotten to the point, like we, we have to, harken back to the Declaration of Independence and why the Founding Fathers did that. And when, when the government ceases to serve the, the people that it's supposed to be serving, you, know, you have the right to alter or abolish that government and fix it. I think we're at that critical juncture in our 
lifetimes where I think you can make a very strong case that that is the case and uh, we have the right that line in the Declaration of Independence it wasn't just a justification for what the founding fathers were doing it was a blueprint for societies to come after them to to follow and do that as well and I think there is like like USD cuck just said in the chat we are at war we are at war uh, with either a very pernicious um, ruling class, kleptocracy, whatever you want to call them, or a completely incompetent one that will not give up control. And we need to save ourselves. We can't have these people saving us. And that, again, that's why we do this podcast. That's why we love Bitcoin, is because it is uh, a tool that allows us to to begin fixing things in a parallel system. Um we can do it ourselves. It's it's not perfect, but it helps empower individuals. And other things that help empower individuals uh, used in combination will hopefully make the world a slightly better place at the very least. Yes, yes. We can do it. We can do it. And that actually, um, I don't know if we're going to get kicked off YouTube for this. <laughs> but, like, what's going on? Like, what are your thoughts on the, again, like, and there's definitely some information suppression going on particularly around what's going on with the airlines i don't know oh, dude it... southwest like uh i was at the ticket counter the one of the days because i was coming back from nashville southwest and the ticket counter was like packed with people they were canceling flights all over and one yes. of the ticket clerks said that that it was it was a covid strike is it pilots okay. is a covid strike or so this is on the ground anecdotal evidence yeah you've heard it but it, I mean, it's funny. I mean, it's not funny. I, I'm, I'm proud of them. I'm glad they're stepping up um, and striking. You know, there's, I think they're one of the largest pilot, if not the largest pilots union in the country, um, the Southwest Pilots Union. Um, it's, it's ironic though because the pilots union is also saying it's not a strike. They're like, our pilots are just tired. They're yeah. tired. They're just, you know, they're not feeling well and they just, they can't come in. Like we, they, first the pilots union appealed the mandate because it's fucked up that they have a vaccine mandate. Once again, regardless of how you feel about the vaccines, just the requirement for them to take it. Um, and so first they filed an appeal to federal court. And then like three days later, uh, they just all, you know, we're just feeling really tired. They're just feeling run down. They couldn't, they couldn't come to work. Um, yeah. So it's not an official strike for what it's worth. But yeah, I feel like there's not that much. The media is like the corporate media is like intentionally trying to downplay it. Yeah, they're blaming it on weather and weather's very Fortunately, my flight got through. Then I found out they were doing vaccine mandates. So now I'm going to try and just I think Delta is the only one. It's well, like it's the only I... major carrier that isn't requiring vaccines. Well, it's going to be very interesting. I'm trying to support them, particularly for Southwest. I think Delta, too. Um, not that Delta, it seems like Delta is going the other direction. Um, I think a lot of these airlines are domiciled in Texas and governor Abbott just came out and basically passed an order that said, you can't, if you're a business, you can't mandate vaccines. And so Southwest definitely domiciled in Dallas. I haven't checked American airlines or the other airlines, but they're technically domiciled in Texas. I don't think they legally can here, um, without getting kicked Southwest out. Southwest is definitely Texas based. Cause I looked it up afterwards. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, I, I, so we have this interesting dynamics. We have individuals on the ground that seem to be 
again, they're not technically striking. They're taking their sick days. They're, they're all taking their sick days at the same time to send a message. Um, and then you have states pushing back. Uh, and then you just have data getting out there. Did you see uh, Sanjay Gupta on Rogan? Joe Rogan, base Rogan. I haven't listened to it or watched it yet. Base Rogan's back, baby. Um, he called out Sanja and CNN to his face. He was squirming, and he just made very, very good points that ivermectin seems to be working in a lot of places where it's taken, and it's nonsensical that, uh, number one, we're not allowed to talk about it, number two, that CNN just overtly lied and said that Joe Rogan was taking horse pace medicine when he was prescribed the human pill, which has been administered to billions of people <laughs> over the last 50 years uh by by a doctor uh and then he had a really good point about uh the push to vaccine children and why that may be misguided um considering the low risk that the children seem to be at too when it comes to covid um and then we're just getting a bunch of data you know, countries like india so i guess the only way you can listen to that is through spotify right there's there's been clips on twitter uh, two oh, clips okay. I mentioned about a retweet. Like, if you want to listen to the full episode, you have to listen to it through Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Which I do. I have Spotify. I like Spotify. Spotify is convenient for the music I like to listen to in the podcast. I mean, it's it's good for music, but the podcasting is kind of questionable. Agreed. Agreed. Adam Carey's. Um, Adam Carey's. Okay, yeah. I mean, I got to give it a listen. I heard good things. Yeah, it was good. Um, what else we got here? Let's get down our list. This is. This is a very interesting story that we'll, we should be following very tightly because so the U.S. government is asking chip makers, TSMC and Samsung to hand over data on their customers. So obviously, again, we talked about the supply chain issues earlier. Uh, chip manufacturing obviously is is high in the list of, of uh, industries that have been affected by the supply chain issues and in an attempt to help fix the issues the u.s government's going to these chip manufacturers and trying to get creative with them but like one of the things they're asking for all the data on the customers and tsmc and samsung are being steadfast like no we're not giving you this data and then the biden administration is going back to them like hey there may be re repercussions and like to me this is completely asinine like these chip manufacturers have all the leverage like all right like if we don't give you this data and you don't allow your companies to work with us, like you're not going to have shit, like your supply chain issues aren't going to be solved. Like we'll just go work with other people. Maybe that'll, maybe that'll be uh, the beginning of a, of a flood of ASICs onto the market because they'll be able to be produced and Apple won't have foundry space. Uh, it seems like a completely boneheaded move uh, that makes no sense. Like why do they need that data? Well, you, you saw they pretended that it's, it's, they're trying to sort out the supply shortages. So yeah. I want yeah. to know where all the chips are going. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it, it feels like encroaching KYC is what it feels like. Right. It's like the same MO, like tell us your client data, like out of, do it out of favor. And then maybe there'll be more pressure in the future. Um, but I mean, I don't, I, th I think it's, it's, seems like kind of an empty threat but at the same time like south korea seems like they're the south korean companies samsung. i guess it's mainly samsung right yeah like just it seems like they're gonna comply but 
TSMC is not going to. Yeah, base TSMC. TSMC absolutely will not hand over sensitive information, particularly client data. TSMC is still assessing how to respond. Tell tell the Biden administration to fuck off TSMC. Like, I'm an American. It's interesting. No one really reported on this. Like, yeah, so it was, it's in the Taipei Times, which is a Taiwanese uh, news source. It's from uh, from last Friday to the U.S. Department of Commerce late last month asked companies, so they're reporting on something that happened in September, uh, asked companies in the semiconductor supply chain to fill out questionnaires by November 8th, seeking information regarding the ongoing chip shortage. While the request is voluntary, U.S. Secretary of Commerce Gina uh, Raimondo has told industry representatives that the White House might invoke the Defense Production Act or other tools to force their hands if they do not respond. Again, like... These are multinational corporations domiciled in other countries. Like, how does the U.S. have like, the Where do we buy our chips from if we need chips? Yeah, yeah. You completely moved all the manufacturing to these countries. Intel sucks. AMD and NVIDIA aren't really pushing out, like, top-of-the-line chips uh, that are necessary. You don't have any... You think they don't even realize it? Like, they, do you think, like, they actually... Yeah. Like, there's people in the government that are implementing these things or just like have no you know they think you know well we if, if we stop buying from them they're going to go bankrupt like they need our money it's like no we need their fucking chips you assholes <laughs> like, what? like what is it what is this? this move doesn't make any sense to me uh at all um so it'll be yeah and again like i mean we mentioned earlier like they, they obviously can't fix the supply chain issues in other areas of the economy whether it be for Food. And the good news, right? Like we don't really need. If no new ASICs got produced for the next two and a half years, mm -hmm. it wouldn't be the end of the world. No, I mean, as a miner, I would love that. It'd be great if you already had. If you already had an ASIC, it'd be fantastic. And, you know, a malicious actor couldn't be making ASICs because there's no new ASICs being made. So the hash rate would still be as secure as it is now. It's not like there's a shadow, you know, because they're, they're in this, in my theoretical, no one's making ASICs. But if no one made chips for like vehicles or trucks or medical equipment or planes, cell phones, computer, you know, just all, I'm just mentioning computers in general. But like if people, if we didn't have new chips for those for the next two and a half years, that would be like complete chaos. Yeah. And again, like I said, I think as Americans, we do have the right to alter and abolish this current form of government. They're putting the populace at risk, like materially in a number of avenues, whether it be food, printing money, energy instability. And now this chip stuff, it doesn't make any sense. Again, I mean, Braj is saying it in uh, in the YouTube comments. He says it seems like controlled demolition. It's like, again, it's hard to believe that there is not some controlled demolition going on. with it. It, it, The incompetence is either stunning or there's some malice. I, again, who knows? What we do know is that the, the product of the decisions that are being made are, are pretty terrible across the board. Um, so we need to figure something out. I, th I think individuals, industries, again, I'm happy to see what the airline industry is doing. Southwest, uh, the air traffic controllers in Jacksonville. I believe I heard an, about another pilot strike that is planned um, for this week as well. 
keep doing it. Uh, I saw a video of a bunch of oil rigger, riggers uh, who were told um, that they were going to need to get vax mandated. They um, they gathered together all at once. They they walked out in unison, said, "All right, good luck." And then as they were getting to the gate, uh, their bosses said, "All right, all right, we're not going to mandate it. Like if you use action and coordinated action." Uh, uh, Peaceful non-compliance. Exactly. Peaceful non-compliance. That's the thing. Like, it's insane, man. It's insane. Um, Moving down the list. Moving down the list. My telegram's blowing up right now. I got to find your... U.S. takes top mining spot. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate everything. You're not excited about that? I mean, I just... This data... You don't you don't agree with the data? I I I love the Cambridge Institute. I just I just I don't think I mean they said that it's China based has, on IP address, right? It, but it's self-reported too. Uh, I believe there's a self-reported aspect to it. Um, uh, so none of the illegal Chinese miners are sending in there. Exactly. Like <laughs> they have zero percent hash rate in China. It's just not. I true. know, but that's it. They definitely don't have zero percent, right? Yeah, it's just not true. Um. um I mean, if you're mining in China, you're, you're probably using a VPN and you're coming out of a different country. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think, yes, there's been a material amount of hash rate that has moved to the U.S. Um, I just I just don't feel comfortable advertising. Did you, see the, did you see the Cambridge chart? Yeah, I don't feel like comfortable. like this huge, like 75% chunk of China and just like goes all the way down to zero. <laughs> yeah, I just don't feel comfortable uh, marking that as as a fact of the. Hash do you rate. think? Do you think U.S. miners have thirty five percent of the hash rate? Ah, I wouldn't be surprised. There are massive. What's massive, your number? I don't know. I don't know. Probably around like between. You think under right? Yeah, I'd probably think like eh, think around yeah twenty between twenty five and thirty. Thirty five seems a bit high. So- and like you lot. said, we don't want it to get too high either, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily cheerleading for it, but people are excited about it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, hopefully, the U.S. gets back to some set. And then again, we've said this many times: states are asserting their rights, so the hash rate is falling, predominantly in places like Texas, uh, North Dakota, Wyoming, um, that Pennsylvania. But coal. That's even it's almost like even worse. Like, what do you think the? I mean, it's good in that Texas kind of has a hands off. But like talking about concentrated mining, like what do you think the percentage of the hash in Texas is right now? Is it like 12% or like 15%? Like is half of American hash rate in Texas? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, why, that's, I push off, that's why I push off grid mining, dude. And uh, yeah, a lot of the Texas mining is on grid too. And the demand response. That's pretty crazy. Um, the demand response stuff, it is, it is powerful if it works. Um, I, obviously I live in Austin, Texas now and have been meeting with a lot of Bitcoiners in the first couple of weeks that I've been here and I talked to a lot of miners and they are building excess capacity for the grid. Bitcoin miners are going to consume and they're, they're creating these demand response, uh, mechanisms to, to feed electricity to the grid when, when demand is high, like the stuff is being built out. So it is innovating grid systems, which is great to see. Um, but yeah, the operations that are doing this are massive, massive operations that are very centralized. Like if, uh, I don't think Texas will ever do it. 
um, if the state ever came, told them to turn off their lights, uh, it'd be hard. Uh, that would be a significant amount of hash rate. Um, it doesn't even have to be that. What if, like an EMP attack or something like that? Like, what if people start getting malicious? Um, it's well, very. I mean, the fear to me is like the, especially with the public regulated corporate miners, is that they just they fall in line with all the KYC bullshit. Um, yeah. And, and then that can go two ways that can either go, I guess it's, it's the same. It's this, it has the same result. They could either basically mine no transactions because they just don't even want to deal with the overhead. So they just mine don't include block. any transactions in their block, which is valid. That's fair. They mm -hmm. don't want the transaction fee or they could whitelist blacklist transactions about which transactions they include in a block. And, and what I alluded to earlier is it's kind of the same result. It means the other miners are going to take those transaction fees and mine them into the blocks. Um, just might mean you might have to pay a higher fee unless there's like a massive, a massive amount of them doing that, then it can become an issue. Yeah. So, uh, Razik Nimbro saying in the YouTube comments within the U S 19.9% .9 of Bitcoin's hash rate is in New York. Wow. 18.7 in Kentucky, 17.3 in Georgia, Texas account, uh, accounts wow. for 40%, according to foundry, um, New York, Bitcoin mining capital of the country where they got that Greenwich plan. Um, coin mint has a large, um, hosting facility in New York as well. I guess cause the hydro. Yeah up north in the in the lakes region um yeah kentucky is an underscored state too i should mention that as well they've got a lot of mining they have those incentives as well the, the tax breaks on the sales tax but depending on when that report came out like i feel like texas has gained a lot like very recently like <sighs> over texas, the last five months six months obviously i'm a big texas fan i'm here it's a big meme though like how like how much stake is behind the sizzle of the the texas mining um narrative is, is something i think that needs to be looked into a bit more um i mean there's definitely i mean you have riots windstone facility that's massive that dude uh, i forget his name but he's like showing videos of them just like adding more and more capacity <laughs> they're plugging in a shit ton of asics um it'll be interesting it'll be interesting disclaimer i'm on the board of a publicly traded mining company but not riot not right fortress and not even not an american company either that's They're canadian, canadian. Yeah. um i feel like you got to mix that in with the disclosure sorry sorry oh sorry <laughs> i forgot we were talking about mining okay <laughs> speaking of canadians had a great canadian on uh, the interview series this week steve barber go listen to that steve i'm pumped you're becoming a father um while we're on this mining topic this was interesting a freak when i had uh, to ask the freaks to send out a sats signal um, to get your attention to record one of the freaks re responded in the comments with a story i haven't seen yet it was actually posted this morning on coindesk uh, the largest bitcoin mining pool blocks internet access from mainland china keeping pace with china's efforts to ban crypto linked activities amp pool is blocking users with mainland china ip addresses uh, amp pool uh, has tight affiliations with bitmain um so this isn't surprising especially as I, I imagine they're trying to operate 
delicately as they try to move their operations out of China into other states. And I guess they're just trying to play nice. With yeah, but I mean, they're still not. I mean, I, I don't think they do any kind of KYC. So you just use like Chinese, like savvy Chinese users are using a VPN. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I would imagine. But uh, VPN and burner addresses. I'm exhausted. I, I can tell. Yawned on air. I haven't done that ever before. I don't think. Am I boring you? Except that, <laughs> except when I completely fell asleep. <laughs> on, uh, on the, the armed out episode. episode. Yeah. We have a holiday special coming out with our doubt at some point in the future. I know. Be aware. Be aware. And we have uh, to tease. We're doing a live rabbit hole recap. Next Thursday, we're going to be live from the Unchained offices. Parker, Joe, Drew, Phil, Tyler, Cam, anybody who's listening at the Unchained offices, we're going to have to figure out how to like get the recording stuff figured out. I don't, I don't have that capability. Yeah, I mean, we're, neither we're do I. So anybody, anybody uh, in the Austin, Texas area knows how to set up live podcast. We've been doing this for years, but uh, as you freaks may know, we're not the most technically competent podcasting duo here. I mean, we could just like use a phone. I could bring this stuff. I mean, we could record locally. With my That's microphone. what we're going to, of course, we're going to record locally, Marty. Obviously, but like we need speakers and stuff like that. Oh, uh, true. Uh, yeah, I yeah. don't know how to do that shit. Yeah, or else we'll just be screaming at a room full of like 200 people. We're opening for uh, BitDevs. Someone's asking if I'm stoned. I'm not stoned. We're opening for BitDevs. So that's a big, that's a big come up. I mean, we've done the we've done the conference circle. Um, I've never opened for BitDevs. I've only closed for BitDevs. Yeah, yeah. But not like having done a show. I've just you know gone out for drinks. Yeah, um, a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Big week in Austin, Texas next week. We have Bit Devs. I'm super uh, excited. F1 week. Vibes are high. The energy in the city is palpable. I'm excited for you to get here because I think once you're here, uh, you're going to have a, a full court press recruiting session for, for a whole week. Uh, I, I, I expect I nothing less. <laughs> I will be shocked if you leave without uh, your percentage of possibility of moving here. Do Going not up. disappoint me. Oh, I won't. Don't worry. We've got plans. Hark and I were talking about them already. High, high, st- high expectations. Yeah. Um, but to tie up this ample story, does this oh, yeah. thing, does it, uh, should it something we'd be worried about moving forward? Like, uh, should we highlight the fact that the ability to move between pool to pool is very easy. However, like, should we hypothetical if every pool started I mean, doing this? Yeah, you can move between pools very easily. But the fear is that there's, the way that governments went after exchanges, specifically the U.S. government, let's be honest, we're the land of KYC. The, the way governments have gone after exchanges, they could go after mining pools for, in a similar way. And then, like, the only mining pools that won't be doing KYC are going to be, like, some NIM is going to be running a mining pool out of, like, Thailand. No one's going to know who he is or, or she, you know? It's just that that's that's a pool they don't kyc they've been around for eight months i'm gonna use them and like that's our out i guess in that situation but there could be a situation where like all like the four five top mining pools are all like fully captured kyc um which wouldn't be great because then all the individual miners under them so you have these mining pools and then under them, you have miners sending work to those pools, right? So like the pools, like the, the team, 
and then the miners are the players, the individual miners are the players. So those pools are kind of centralizing. I like but that analogy. underneath it's more distributed. What? Yeah. I like that analogy a lot. That description yeah. pools. Um this is why like this is why I think uh a return of something like P to pool needs to happen at some point in a distributed pool. The problem is you're at a disadvantage, right? So you make less money. And in Bitcoin land, like one of the key things we've learned is like you need financial incentives, right? Like financial incentives need to be aligned. You shouldn't be doing something out of like we shouldn't expect miners to do something out of ideological ideological reasons. Like they should be doing things to be as profitable as possible. Well, so like, can... as long as we have, you know, people like slush pool that are ideologically minded. That's great. And right now the mining pools are located in different countries. So that there's some regulatory arbitrage, but if there came to be a, basically like an initiative um, by some of these governments to come together and pressure these large public facing mining pools, then we got to kind of, you know, we're going to have to fight a bit, well, you know, yeah, and, I mean... and people are going to have to run rogue pools. Yeah, and I mean, I, this is how you game theory it out. I mean, you mentioned the fact that these peer, peer-to-peer pools aren't as profitable, but at a certain point in time, if the scenario which you just described comes to fruition, it would actually be economically incentivized to run a distributed pool because if Bitcoin were to turn into this KYC hellscape at the pool level, it arguably wouldn't be as value, valuable in the long run, correct? So even though you're... Yeah, but I'm saying like if all you need is like... So like not all independent miners are the same, right? There's some independent miners that have a large amount of hash, right? So one of them like spins up a centralized pool, not a PETA pool, uh, P2P pool. They just self-mine. No, and then, no, they make it public and they let other people join them so that they increase their variance. And then we're back in the same situation. Like, as long as someone is able to somewhere around the world run a mining pool without KYC, there will there like there'll never be major P2P pool. Uh, it's so hard to say in on audio. It's it's P2 P2P pool. pool is yeah, what P2P it is. Pool. I'm adding yeah. a P just to make it sound better, but uh, which is like a spec to basically do like a distributed mining pool. There's no one in charge. Yeah, Bob McElrath and Eric Voskul are working on a spec for Braid Pool, which is a similar pool to Peta Pool. Um, but I think as long as like resources are kind of low for, to start a pool, like a competitive, a relatively competitive pool, then you're kind of overthinking it, right? Like, like it's hard to set up a fiat to Bitcoin exchange. You need banking relationships. You need to, you know, like have registered entities and deal with all these real world issues to, to get it started. To start a mining pool, like it's it's way less friction. It has way less uh, regulatory um, like surface area where like regulators can like really hit you. So that's like kind of the advantage we have, right? Uh, yes. Yes, I agree. Um, oh yeah. Stratum V2. Someone mentioned Stratum V2 too. I mean, but even there, like the pool operators can be forced to like KYC. Yeah. I mean, Stratum V2, you might be KYC, but you get to choose the construction of your blocks. Yeah. Well <laughs> then like help this particular situation. Yeah. 
Stratum V2 is a good step in the right direction. Like the problem is though, you could truck the block. The pool still has to broadcast it to the network, right? right? Could the government prevent them from broadcasting particular blocks? That's. But, I mean, the real problem is, is the way pools are constructed right now is they take custody. You mine, it goes into their custodial wallet, and then you withdraw. And those custodial relationships are like centralizing. We usually don't talk about this on air. Like I don't even. No, like we shouldn't talk about it as a community. We should just let it go under the radar as much as possible. (laughs) Yeah, which is like that. So that's what. But that's the issue: is the custodial relationship. Well, that's the issue. Braypool is trying to fix. They're trying to figure out a way to create like a covenant transaction to distribute the Coinbase automatically directly to the miners who are contributing hash um, to that period. Right. And Laurentia pool is trying to just pay out from Coinbase. Mm-hmm. But then you have issues that if you're a small miner, you're going to basically get a bunch of dust. Yeah. And when, when, I, when we say Coinbase, we mean the Coinbase transaction is in every block. It's the transaction that pays the miner. It the miner trade. pays himself from the block. Yeah. Well, it's a transaction. It's not from the exchange. It's no. not from the exchange. Yeah, that's Coinbase really. Coinbase and Lightning. Well, Lightning Labs isn't as bad. Lightning, getting the Lightning ad handle on Twitter is a little bad. But uh, Coinbase, like, it's a very technical term in Bitcoin and it confuses people. Yeah, so you have your Coinbase transaction. Uh, you have to wait 100 confirmations after you mine a block for that Coinbase to be released to you. Um, but it includes the, the subsidy and the fee reward, correct? That's both yes. Coinbase, yeah. Um, a little Bitcoin technical talk. and there's no transaction fee on Coinbase transactions because it's uh, the mine. It's the miners' transaction. Yeah, they would be paying themselves. So there's no transaction fee on that. But if if you're a if you're a small miner, let's say you're running like you just want running one ASIC, and you know you're making like a couple cents on that block, uh, or let's do it in Sats terms, you're making like five thousand Sats on that block or two thousand Sats on that block. It's not, it's, it's, you, you'll get that transaction for free, but then to send it out, you're going to pay a high percentage in fees after that. Yes. So, so it, it becomes a fee burden. So for small miners, it's nice that you can build up your balance. And then a lot of pools, including slush pool have like auto withdraw, and then it'll automatically pull out to your own wallet after a certain amount of time, that custodial relationship right there, um, is the biggest to me is is always been the biggest fear yeah beware freaks be aware uh we have neil and other plebs in the uh in the comments saying that we're gonna get a pleb pool so i mean i just saw neil saying i i think did i explain that after he said that but yeah you said it before and you said it before and then he had i watched it come through after uh, you uh, the no fee yeah the dust is not the beginning part neil it's it's the next transaction afterwards yeah um so think about it freaks understand it try to get creative around it um what else have we got here we got software updates next but first we'll break to go to shout outs we have six shout outs today thank you freaks for the shout outs i think i'm gonna start doing this more out of the six shout outs four were paid over lightning two were on chain i just thought that was interesting uh and i told matt before that he's really gonna like this particular shout out the one we're starting with uh to the best combo excuse me, to the best podcast combo in the space, my first post-mix spend goes to you guys. 
Thanks to you and other free open source privacy technologies, I'm getting my digital act together. Strong encryption and privacy is truly the second amendment of the 21st century. We all should remember there is no finish line. Education and resistance is just what life is. Really, there are are two aspects of the same thing. They are two aspects of the same thing, excuse me. Regarding education, it comes back to key control. All of us need to, in our own circles and as much as individually possible, be an Uncle Jim for our people, particularly our younger people, as in meat space, when people assert their own sovereignty in the digital realm, we can affect change. It starts with key control. Whatever you guys do in the future, it's clear that it will be awesome. Please be careful, Marty. Thank you for the inspiration. <laughs> I don't know why it told me particularly to be careful. Because uh, you're so inflammatory sometimes. Oh, I know. Hey, I'm pretty <laughs> calm today. Pretty calm today. Uh, I fucking love that he just told you alone to be careful. <laughs> Thank you for the inspiration and knowledge. Cheers. Hey, why is it locked at $50? Am I supposed to buy you a bottle too? Uh, you don't have to. I don't know. Why did we choose 50? I just thought we, I think at the time we just thought it was fair. It just was like a nice round number. Yeah. It's completely arbitrary. It's like, why did Satoshi choose 21 million? Yeah, exactly. It just felt right. Um, if you guys want to. I was saying we could lock it in at sats, but like, then it's just going to get unreasonably expensive. Yeah. Uh, Someone's going to like, like to get a shout out in like 2030, like you're going to have to like send us the equivalent of like a brand new house today. <laughs> right. Um, next shout out with respect to LNURL. Excuse me. With respect to the to the LN URL is great, but requires a seven twenty four seven web server cannered. Number one, doesn't Bolt twelve require a twenty four seven Lightning node server? And how many of those Lightning nodes do you know that don't have a web server as part of the distribution? Two, part of the lesson of Facebook's five hour outage is that if you put all the services on the inside of one service under your hyper competent dog food eating control, one day it may all fall down. You can't even get in the door to fix it. Once you consider yourself the best at everything, as Facebook clearly does, hubris will take you down. LNURL certainly has some issues, but being strapped uh, into an increasingly complex protocol suite isn't one of them, and the web server requirement is hardly onerous. Those, I like that take. That who, what, who did, was it signed by anybody? Not signed by anybody, no. Anonymous. Huh. I like that. I mean, I thought that was an interesting perspective. I'm pro both. Bolt 12. I mean, I like Lightning URL too and Lightning address. Like, I'm pro optionality. Why not try all of them? Yeah. What's cool about Bolt 12 is just like just completely built into the spec. I mean, it's just Lightning native. You don't need to have an external web server. Yeah. Oh, one thing you don't have the list. I want to mention it now while it's on the top of my mind. Did you see uh, AJ Towns' proposal for Taproot PTLCs? No. That's interesting. So PTLCs. When did that come out? Uh, earlier in the week. Um, I'm too technically incompetent to describe uh, the details of Anthony's or AJ. He goes by AJ, Anthony, AJ. I think it's interchangeable of uh, what he's trying to do. But I do know, obviously, Taproot's on the horizon and PTLC's point time lock contracts are uh, oh, would be a replacement for uh, the HTLC's, the hash time lock contracts uh, that enable you to open up Lightning Network channels. And we've had podcasts in the past, particularly with Chris Stewart and Nadav Cohen from Shorebits. Highly recommend you go check that one out. And that was like the last in person before uh, COVID. Um, PTLCs would be more efficient, more private. And so it's interesting to see uh, AJ working on this. And he seems to believe that he found a way to, to implement it via Taproot. Uh, and he believes it's better than 
other specs that are out there for for implementing PTLCs. Um, so I thought I thought that was pretty cool. I'll try to find a link to that and throw it in the show notes. If I That's know. awesome. Definitely throw that in the show notes. Yeah. Um, so there's some discussion going on around that. Next shout out. That was just okay. Awesome. That wasn't a shout out. No, that was just me riffing off the top. Damn, of my man, head. I'm tired. I can tell. I'm sorry, freaks. I know this is a weaker episode than usual for me, at least. Marty's been killing it. I don't think um, so. I, I think you don't tell yourself. You just stay careful, but. Sup, <laughs> <laughs> freaks. If you're working for a shitcoin company or professional surveillance mercenary, I'm talking to you. Yes, you. Now's your chance to repent before hyperbitcoinization. There are tons of repent. Bitcoin companies hiring. Uh, in parentheses, bitcoinerjobs.co, bitcoinerjobs.co. Get after it, Anon. Love you, Matt. Love you, Marty. Love you, freaks. From Sahil, uh, good friend. Oh, Sahil. I love Sahil. Sahil? Yeah. I think it's Sahil. Sahil, yeah. Yeah. I love that dude. Cheers, yeah. freak. This is uh, this is one of my favorite types of fucking shoutouts. I fucking love these shoutouts. This is a shoutout to my cousin Brian, who back in the day <laughs> let me crash on the couch. His dog crate of an apartment in NYC. I've tried to convince him to get some Bitcoin exposure like his brother, but the kid is coming from traditional finance and is lost. Marty and Matt, can you convince him to stack sats? I don't want to have to tell my family to have fun staying poor. Um, What's the name of his friend? Brian. Do we know the name of the guy who did the shout out? No, it's his cousin. Yeah. So, Brian, if you're listening, your cousin is worried about. He's worried about the the future of your family and the the, the safety, your financial safety, your financial security. Uh, how do I convince you? You're in traditional finance. Um, I'm not even going to take that. Like I, I went on the barstool dog walk podcast earlier this week. The Chicago guy. Shout out to Eddie and Chief and my boy Tom Lee as well um, for having me on to to try to break down Bitcoin for them. Did my best to articulate it uh, as. Uh, clearly as possible in layman terms um, i'm working on that pitch uh i will say to you do you want to live in a society where you're completely surveilled where the authorities have the ability to stop uh, you from making a transaction from receiving a transaction from spending your money from having uh the same amount of money in your account one day uh as you, you had in it the day before um i'm trying to allude to theirs they can confiscate your wealth they can tax it immediately that is the direction that the world is moving in uh, if, if bitcoin does not succeed you're going to get the chinese social credit scoring financial system digital panopticon exported to the rest of the world or we're going to live free in the digital age uh, because bitcoin exists and allows us to do that on top of that it's the scarcest and soundest money <laughs> that has ever existed on the face of the planet and you better get some uh, before it gets too expensive Dude, it's a very long, long show. Hey. Brian, Brian, this is a very compelling argument for Marty. Um, your cousin is going to have so much more fucking wealth than you if you don't fucking start <laughs> stacking today. Yeah, just consider it. I think, just consider it. I think that's more convincing. Yeah, Brian, you're, do you want your cousin to be richer than you? <laughs> you want him to be like he might still be richer than you, but don't let him be that much, you know? Yeah. Got to start stacking. You need to know that he knows that you're also uh, well off. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Matt, thanks for your help recently. Marty, keep fighting the evil powers. I will. Apparently, I need to stay safe. <laughs> <laughs> I am trying to start and find a meetup in eastern Iowa. You can find our Telegram group 
Eastern Iowa Bitcoin only or DM on Twitter for an invite at Prief, P-R-I-E-F-F. Peace and love, freaks. See you toxic maxis in Miami. He said, Marty, insert your here. Sweet. Um, Cheers, freak. Uh, more meetups, the better. But honestly, guys, like try to take less pictures at them and just be aware that there might be a spook or two there. Uh, there's always going to be a spook there. Uh, New York bit devs like remember when the, were you there the one time they had like that ex Israeli intelligence guy give a yes. presentation on the wall. I was like, what are you doing here? Dude? I asked him a question. Yeah. It was like it was like, yeah, use our custodial wallet. It's like fuck yeah. no, dude. Like get out of here. Um you, you, yeah, you'll always have spooks there, but no pictures or reduce pictures. Don't get like, don't be the guy who pulls out your phone and does like the pan shot of all the Bitcoiners that are chilling. Don't be the, that Houston, guy. the Houston Bitcoin meetup is not uh, offset conscious at all. Yeah. Marty, was this like coordinated by the freaks? Like, every, like feels like every shout out is like just warning you to be just like a little bit. Ah. Just keep your head on the swivel. Ah. I'm happy to be in Texas. Oh, God. Now you guys got me worried. Do I have to be worried? I think it's just important for people to realize that we're peaceful and that we we love this country. We just want what's best. Yes. Uh, Peace and love. I ended on peace and love. For everybody. Nonviolence, peace and love. I I do believe in gun rights, but that's only to protect yourself, not to aggress against others. Um, Yeah, I'm a peaceful guy. I'm a... a, (laughs) You know, it was it's not my words, it's what the freaks are just saying. I'm just trying to interpret the freaks. I know, I know. Interpret. Um, interpret. Interpret. God, you are tired. Jesus, man. I've been right. up since fucking five in the morning. That's that's four in the fun. morning, four thirty. Um software updates, Eclair version 0.6.2. We'll miss you, Marty. That's a great comment. On, that's, a, ch- that's a bad comment. Stop making like I have a child who's very young, <laughs> but I, I really like to be around to see him grow up, and I would actually like to have more children. Would like my wife to to be supported, uh, not be a single mother. So I, this stuff legitimately freaks me out. So uh, it really fucks me up too. Yeah, uh, Umbrella yeah, version zero point four. Yeah, to my FBI agent, CIA agent who's thinking about uh, hitting me with the heart attack gun. Please think of my family. Did you see there's a new novelty account on Twitter, Marty Spook? <laughs> Marty Spook, <laughs> my favorite. I, I I'm pretty sure it's it's a it's a it's a uh, parody account. Marty Cellmate is a new oh, one. Oh, that's what it is. It wasn't Marty Spook. It was Marty Cellmate. Yeah, I saw that. That was hilarious. I've seen, I've seen that account like my tweets. I'm like, fuck, man. Am I going to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, I'm glad we can laugh about it. Marty is a Jesuit. Quit wearing. I did go to a Jesuit high school. It doesn't mean like I'm a practicing Jesuit. I'm a Catholic, but I don't know if I would consider myself Jesuit. Okay, uh, software updates. Let's. Umbrella version zero point four point four has been released. Blue Wallet version six point two point ten has been released. Raspberry Blitz version one point seven point one has been released. Immortan version zero point three point five has been released. Sparrow version one point five point one has been released. Nix Bitcoin version zero point zero point five three has been released and lightning terminal version 0.5.2 alpha has been released as always with the software updates uh you do not have to rush to go update them unless there are critical vulnerabilities i don't think there are in any of the updates we just mentioned uh right here so look into what is being updated what's being added and consider if you want to uh update 
any of these softwares if you're running them. Yep. <laughs> Gladstein on the early cypherpunks and Adam back. This is such a good fucking piece. This is like a tome. Uh, everything he re- writes is, has been fantastic, especially recently. He's been fucking killing it. But this one, I'm telling you, if you haven't read any of the other ones, even if you have, like, you got to read this one. This is the one you have to read. Yeah, it goes to the birth of the cypherpunks, you know, deep into Adam back's history. Uh, not Adam, Alex. Well, Adam too. Alex is doing incredible things for the Bitcoin space. I had the uh, honor and uh, luxury of having breakfast with Alex last Saturday. Um, just a great conversation. He's a, he's a very, what he's doing via the Human Rights Foundation is one of the most high leverage uh, forms of Bitcoin advocacy out there in the world right now. How are you going to tell yeah, I mean, dissidents, brother. I love that despotic dude. regimes that Bitcoin isn't providing them value and that they can't use something like Bitcoin when it gives them, like, I think he's got the silver bullet. Like, uh, you're going to tell these people they can't use this freedom enabling technology that they desperately need. Yeah. Um, so go check that out. We Bitcoin think- isn't a silver bullet, but Gladstein is Bitcoin silver bullet. Yes. No, and I think that's, I think, uh, again, I mentioned Texas Slim's Substack about the, uh, the cattle co-op here in Texas. And in that, uh, he says, Bitcoin is just a tool. It doesn't fix everything inherently. It's just a tool that allows you to then begin to fix things. Like you need 100%. to take action. Um, and I think that's important. Yes, Bitcoin fixes. This is a great meme. It does have a lot of validity. You can go fix things. Yes. You have sound money, but then you have to implement uh, action to follow that up. You can't just like point a Bitcoin wallet at a supply chain and have it have it be fixed. A hundred percent. Yeah. Bitcoin is a tool. Yes, a very powerful tool. Um, that's it. That's all we had on the list. I know you're tired. Probably like an hour and fifteen minutes in now. Should we just riff, riff and end? What do you got? <sighs> Mosquitoes down here are bad. <laughs> Well, your your porch is screened in. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's not the best defense. Luckily, during it's a little cooler here in Austin than it has been um, for the rest of the week, so it seems like they're they're chilling out. But my son, he's just been getting attacked. There's a war on my family and being waged by mosquitoes. Did you see what Neil said in the comments? We haven't seen a single squirrel this whole recording. There was one on the tree. No, I I actually because I it was I actually remember. Well, you guys can roll the tapes at the live recording. There was a squirrel. Roll the tree. tapes, guys. There was a squirrel. <laughs> Why does that matter? A squirrel's fake or something? Is this like the, the birds are fake? No, he, I think he was accusing you of it being a green screen. Oh, no, it's a, it's just a screen. It's a screen in porch. <laughs> should I go touch that? Should I go climb that tree real quick? It's the original green screen. There's green I'm gonna go, behind us. I'm going to go hug the tree. I'm going to go hug the tree. Go hug the tree. Go hug the tree. This this was for you, Neil. This is this happened because of you. He's actually doing it. Let's fucking go. Which tree is? Did he hug the wrong tree? Nope, he didn't. Let's fucking go. Love you, freaks. I that was one of the best rabbit hole recap moments we've ever had. That was fantastic. It actually takes them a while to get between the two spots. 
Is that Marty, proof that was of amazing? Is that proof of tree? The freaks, the freaks are very happy about it. <laughs> I was very happy about it. Very excited. All right. Hey, 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 hey. can't have people thinking this is some psyop operation here. We're trying to bring you authenticity. I mean, it took you like kind of a while to get there. So like maybe there was some, you know, Photoshop magic that happened. Like you ran to the machine to handle it. Mm, yeah, I could CGI. Damn. Like Klaus Schwab's behind it. Do you want me to run through the screen and then hug the tree when we break the screen? That was that was honestly one of the best rabbit hole recap moments. I already told the freaks this. You couldn't hear that part. Oh, thank you. Um, but it was... Uh... Well, let's end it on a high note then. You, you yeah, I, go take a nap or... No, I'm going to go out. I love you, Marty. Um, I love you, freaks. Stay humble, stack sass. I'll see you next week uh, in Austin, hopefully, if people are alive. But Peace we'll see love. Marty there. Peace and love. Yeah, uh, you live stream guys. We'll get alpha some other time. We're not going to do it this week. Yeah, peace.